So, I think we all know that zombies are attracted to the smell of blood for the most part. Yeah. But, Jeff, did you know that their sense of smell can be overpowered by chemicals with, like, a really strong scent, <gasps> like perfume or alcohol? So, my thought process is, in the case of a zombie apocalypse, you just go out all night, drink a ton of alcohol, and zombies will never know that you're human. Wait, I thought you said that they are attracted to the alcohol. No, their overpa- their sense of oh. smell is overpowered. Oh my god, let's get hammered! <laughs> let's get hammered! I'm obsessed with that. I'm obsessed with this. We're obsessed with you, so get obsessed with us. Hi everyone, and welcome to Obsessed. Woo, that right there is scary, Anna, again. <laughs> and that right there is Daphne. Yeah, yes, Daphne. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, welcome to another spooky episode of Obsessed. Wait, wait oh. I'm going to say something at some point. Oh, wait, you or me? No, me. Oh yeah, say something. <laughs> say something. We're so excited. <laughs> Guys, it's a dreary Monday oh, here. Yep. And I clearly am sounding like my old self because I had a uh, busy weekend. <laughs> so she's back with her raspy ass voice. You, you know, Ari's been on vacation when she comes back with no voice. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. I don't think our listeners, Jeff, are prepared for me to just start living my life again. <laughs> well, I'm prepared, so bring it on. <laughs> um, so anyway, we have a really fun episode. But like, they're all fun. They're, I mean, they're all fun. They're all fun. <laughs> but this one in particular, I think Jeff has been waiting to talk about for a very long time. But it's something that we're both interested in, for sure. Of course. Um, and that is um, zombies. Hello. Zombies. <laughs> 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 no, we love zombies. We do. But, Jeff, I feel like you have, like, always really, really liked zombies, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, like, actually, the first zombie movie I've ever seen was Resident Evil uh, with, like, Mila Jovovich or Hovovich. I, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but I love her. She's such a badass. You know who that is, right? Yes, I love oh my her. Gosh. I also love Resident Evil. Yes, oh yeah. Th- those are like action, like zombie horror films. And I feel like ever since then, that was like 2002, I've just been like obsessed with zombies. Um, I just think the whole like notion that someone that you you know and love like loses control over their body and they want to just eat, eat you <laughs> and kill you. So I think that's like terrifying. Like I would hate to see my loved ones like, you know, uh, succumb to this to this virus. That is, that, I agree, is, like, the most terrifying part and, like, the scariest thing about zombies. Um, just seeing that, like, switch in someone. Yes. Um, and, like, knowing, right, like, if you're in a, a zombie apocalypse, let's say, um, <laughs> like, you know that whoever gets bit um, is going to turn into a zombie. So it's just, like, that, like, constant anxiety of one, either it happening to you or a loved one, and then just waiting because right. you know that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and also, like, not knowing how it spreads. Like, I've seen certain zombie movies where, like, you know, the only way that you can get infected is if, like, a zombie bites you or if you mm-hmm. somehow, like, get, like, blood in your, like, eye. But then I've also seen other zombie movies where a mosquito will bite a zombie and then bite a, another living 
person and infect them that way. And I've seen it airborne. You know, right. it could it could happen in so many different ways. Yeah, exactly. There could be like a pathogen that like you ingest somehow, and then you just become a zombie. So yeah, it can happen many different ways. All very scary. All I hope that never happens to us. But yes, Jeff and I have both seen a crap ton of zombie movies. Yeah, and, and like in in your opinion, I mean, this is I think an obvious answer, but like in certain zombie movies, like they run, they sprint, but in other zombie movies, they kind of like. Like walk very slowly, so it's like what? I mean, do you think? <laughs> so it's like what? Well, it's like how? How would if a zombie's moving like like at a glacial pace? It just it doesn't make sense to me that it would spread to like a global you know takeover. But like when the zombies are running and like you know they could easily outrun you, like that's t- that to me is more believable that it will be able to take over you know the world. Yeah, I agree. Um, and actually, it's funny you brought that up. Um, 28 weeks later, oh in particular, gosh. not days later, the weeks later is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. Um, that Yeah, that series in general is, like, terrifying. Because, like, they're zombies, but they ha- they're, like, filled with rage. Like, I remember, like, mm-hmm. right before they make the complete transformation into a zombie, they just, like, go ballistic. And they're just filled with such, like, anger and rage. And they'll just, like, attack anything that's in their path. Yes, and they're really fast. Yes. So it's like not only sitting there like waiting for a loved one to become a zombie, but then they like hate you so much and want to murder you and are literally chasing after you like a fucking like jaguar. Like basically on all fours. It's terrifying. And so scary. Literally having no control over their body. Like, that person that you know and love is gone. Like, they are now, what, like, a creature. Yeah. I feel like if it were, were me, I would just, I mean, you would just have to get the fuck out of there. I know. I would want whoever, like, if I were to turn into a zombie, I just want people, I just want you, like, Ari, I would want you to kill me because I don't want to infect <sighs> you. You know, I, I don't want to infect anyone else. Aww, Similar to yeah, the pandemic I, that we're in right now. <laughs> I know. Well, well, Jeff, I would not want to kill you. But speaking of, how how do you think one kills a zombie? I mean, I always think it's just like a headshot, you know, like kill kill them mm-hmm. in the head or like sever their their like spinal cord or something. Like those are kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just like <laughs> casually sever their spinal cord. <laughs> Is that too graphic? I don't know. No, it's just like how the fuck does one do that? I don't know. A machete, like a, a tractor, just like run them over. I, I mean, yeah. Or like you know, I a machete would be helpful. A machete would be helpful, but you have to get very close to a zombie with a machete. But like a, a, you know, a gun would be ideal. Yes, yes. So, like, that's also my understanding of how to kill a zombie, to, like, shoot them in the head. Right. But then it's also, like, you have to be careful because sometimes zombies are attracted to sound. So, like, if you shoot a zombie in the head, more zombies will come because they hear the sound of a gunshot. So you got to be prepared, yeah. like, full-on oh. zombie war. Yes, I know. I mean... Damn. Yeah. Damn. But aren't zombies scared of fire, too? I... I don't know. I'm pretty sure they are. I think that I think they would. I think certain zombies are like afraid of certain things. <laughs> yeah, I 
so I always thought that they were afraid of um, fire and that they didn't love water, but, like, they could move through it still. Right. Actually, that would make sense because, like, a, a zombie probably still has, like, that instinct to stay away from something that would, like, harm it maybe. So it wouldn't yeah. go near fire because it would still feel the heat. And I think, like, I think they would still know or their bodies would still know to kind of stay away from that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Um, also, kind of like side note a little bit. I think zombie being a zombie for Halloween is the easiest costume ever because you could also let, let's say you were like a cheerleader the year before, you could repurpose that the next year and be a zombie cheerleader. <laughs> I love that, Jeff. Wait, that's such a good idea, right? Yeah, there, there. You could easily get two costumes out of one costume. So you know, just turn into a zombie. <laughs> Right, you can, like, oh, my God, there's so many fun zombie things that you could do. Yeah, like, have your, like, really cool costume or whatever, just the zombie version of it. Do you know what or I like thought of, like, years ago? What? And I've never actually executed it. And I don't know if I shared this on the podcast before, but I had this idea for, like, an evolving zombie costume. However, have I ever <laughs> have I ever told you about this, Ari? Wait, I don't know. Maybe? Okay, so, like, imagine I show up to a Halloween party with, like, in just normal civilian clothes, but I have a big bite mark on my arm, and I kind of play into the whole character. I'm like, Ari, I don't know, like, someone just bit me, like, outside, but, you know, it's fine. And then as the night goes on, I'll, like, secretly go to the bathroom and start, like, you know, putting makeup on my face to, like, slowly transform into a zombie so that by the end of the night, I'm a full, full, like, full-blown zombie. <laughs> Wait, that is fucking genius. I mean, it's kind yeah. of a, it's a lot of work, though, I think. <laughs> It's absolutely a lot of work. It's a full-on commitment. Like, you are method acting. But I appreciate that dedication. Oh, my gosh, Ari. What if we had a Halloween party where everyone, like, shows up and, like, they're tasked with evolving or turning into something? So, like, by the end of the night, like, Ari, you could turn into a werewolf or, like, someone could turn into, like... I don't know. Or like someone comes in a police costume, and then by the end of the night, they're actually like a stripper, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. This is so fun. And it's kind of like everyone kind of has to maybe guess what they're going to turn, what another person's going to turn into. I don't know. I think we have something here. I think we have something. Or it could be, like, punny, too. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Wait, and like, I love this. And someone could show up as, like, a caterpillar and then turn into a butterfly by the end of the night. Cutie. <laughs> Oh my god. You have to throw some like really sweet ones in there. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Not me though. I'm like I, all like horror. <laughs> no, I'm obsessed with that though. Wait, I love. Right? Like, someone can okay, come with, like it. Michael Myers and like turn into like the love of my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> that would actually be for you. Um, we could share. No. Such a good idea. Cute. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay, so enough zombie talk. Well, enough, like, <laughs> fictional zombie talk. <laughs> right, we wanted to do, like, a different vibe for our zombie episode because there are there's just so much saturated zombie content out there. Yeah, but we're not like every other podcast because we have the truth. You guys, there are real cases of zombie viruses on planet Earth that we need to tell you about. 
Yeah, they're wild. They're wild. Yes. So we're going to dive into some some of the more um, realistic things, like Jeff said, and equally as scary because they exist. They exist. This is like like science-backed and everything. Okay, so the, the first um, case of like a zombie virus, or in this case, it's a, it's a zombie fungi, <laughs> um... This is this has to do with zombie ants. So, um, as we all know, many species of fungi could be dangerous. You know, no one wants to have like a fungus on them. <laughs> um, Wait, I do. Oh, I'm kidding. Well, go barefoot in the blank locker room and uh, let me know. Let me know what happens. Oh my fucking god! Ew. I know. Um, okay, so yeah, so so fungi are usually toxic to animals. You know, like mushrooms. If you know, not prepared properly or if you pick a wrong mushroom they can kill you um but there is a particular type of fungi called um ophiocordyceps something something like that (laughs) yeah mm -hmm. i'm just gonna not say that word again but um so this specific species of fungi target and infect various insects through their spores. So after the infection takes place, the parasitic fungus takes, takes control over the insect's mind, altering its behavior to make it breed and spread the fungal spores to, like, more, more insects. So this fungus feeds on the insects that it attaches to, and it grows into and out of their bodies until the insect dies. So it kind of, like, grows inside to the point where it expands and like bursts through like the exoskeleton or whatever. Um, and then, you know, the insect obviously dies because it's been like stabbed essentially. Um, and so one of these types of fungi, uh, specifically infects, controls and kills carpenter and car. Oh my God. Can, can I talk (laughs) carpenter ants, which are native to North America. So when the fungus infects the carpenter ants, they turn into zombies. The ants then become compelled to climb to the top of elevated vegetation where they remain affixed and die. And then the high elevation allows the fungus to grow and later spread its spores widely, um, which is terrifying. And um, researchers from, uh, uh, from Penn State found that this type of fungus takes full control over the ant's muscle fibers and forces them to move as, quote-unquote, it wants them to. And after some, like, further investigation and and research and everything, these uh, researchers found that a high percentage of the cells in the host were fungal cells. So, like, the cells were all completely replaced by this fungus. And the fungus was able to, like, use the, the, um, the ant as, like, a, a, a vehicle or, like, a vessel to, like, move around and walk around and climb to, like, the top of a, a bush and, like, spread its spores everywhere. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. That was a mouthful. But, yeah, so, in essence, these um, these ants were essentially fungus in ants' clothing. <laughs> in ants' clothing. So, I bet you never heard that <laughs> phrase ever in your life before. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, these poor ants. Yeah, but you could actually, if you Google zombie ants, you'll find these pictures of these, like, petrified ants with these long, like, stick things sticking out of them. And that's, like, the the fungus that grows, and then it, like, spreads Ooh. the spores everywhere. Oh, when you initially described that, I um, I immediately thought of Alien, the scene in Alien, oh when it, like, finally explodes out of... Like, out of their chest, of the, the, chest. the chest bursters Ooh. or whatever they call them. Yeah, it's it's just like that. Ooh. 
I, I know. don't love that. <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah, they're, like, similar to a zombie virus. They need a host, you know, in order to, like, spread the virus. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, you know, we'll talk about this more, but, like, one could argue that, like, most diseases and viruses, like, turn living beings into zombies or, like, a catatonic state. Right. No, that's exactly what, yeah, being a zombie is, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to get philosophical here and obsessed. Oh my gosh. Um, scary. Scary. Scary stuff. Spooky scary. <laughs> Spooky. <laughs> okay, I have one. Ready? Oh my gosh. Care to share? Care to share? Um, care to scare? <laughs> scare to scare? Scare, scare, scare. Okay, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> okay, so this is about zombie spiders. Ooh, okay. As if spiders weren't scary enough. Oh, I feel bad. Spiders, like, they kill so many mosquitoes and, like, You're invasive right. species. So, that this is really sad that they also could be zombies. <laughs> no, you're right. Spiders get a bad rep to begin with. So this is just like adding fuel to the fire. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. But let's hear it. <laughs> Not us sympathizing with spiders. I know. <laughs> but if one is on me, I'm like fleeing the country. Wait, you, you know that Andy, my sister for everyone listening, has a special spider vacuum? What is it? What does that even look like? Is it like a hand vac or something? Well, yes, you hold it, and it has a really long like nozzle to like suck oh, them up from like high areas and stuff. Yes, yeah. Is that made for that specific purpose, or is no, that like, just like a, an adapter for a vacuum? No, like it's literally for spiders. Oh my gosh! And and she gets so nervous that they're still like alive after they've been sucked up and like obviously are concussed if not dead because yeah. they've been like knocking around <laughs> other garbage in like a cyclone like or a, a hurricane. <laughs> so she's still nervous that they're like alive. So she'll literally put like a piece of tape over the front of it. And I'm like, okay, I, Andy, like we need to talk about this. <laughs> That just sounds like a lot of work where you can just, like, squash it with, like, a tissue and, like, get on with your day. <laughs> anyway, that, that vacuum kills me all the time. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> Zombie spiders. So, mm. um, last year, actually, this was pretty recent, um, a zoologist named Felipe Fernandez Fournier, um, <laughs> which I immediately forgot, uh, made this, like, <laughs> Kind of spooky discovery in the Ecuadorian Amazon forest. Um, I know. Uh, so he and some colleagues found that a previously unknown species of wasps can. Oh. I know wasps. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I said it like extra like. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know how you describe that Waspy. sound. Waspy. Waspy. That's but, funny. Um, <laughs> so they found that this unknown species of wasps can manipulate a species of spiders to an extent that has, like, never been witnessed before in nature. So specifically what happens, these spiders, well, actually, no, that's not true. I'm not at that part yet. <laughs> Redo. <laughs> um... So the species of spiders that end up getting manipulated are social animals that prefer to, like, remain in groups and never stray too far from their colonies, similar to beehives. So they have that hive-like mentality. And that's important Mm -hmm. because that changes immediately when they're invaded by these wasps. 
Oh, gosh. I know, I know. So, researchers noticed that members of this spider species infected with the Mm -hmm. wasp larva um, started to exhibit bizarre behavior, like leaving their colony to weave their own spuns and cocoons in remote locations, which, as we know, is bizarre for these types of spiders. Yes. Yeah, we all know. As we all know. (laughs) Because we're all zoologists. (laughs) Um, So these artificial cocoons that they weave elsewhere um, contain the wasp larva growing inside. Shut up. Shut up. This is like honestly kind of terrifying. I know. Wait, it gets better. So the wasps lay eggs on the abdomen of the spiders, and when that egg hatches and the wasp larva emerges, it starts feeding on the spider and begins to take control of its body. When that larva has gained, like, full control of of the spider host, it turns into a zombie-like creature that is compelled to stray away from its mates and spin those cocoons elsewhere until that wasp larva can grow into an adult wasp. Um, I know. And before entering, like, its new cocoon, that wasp larva finishes its job by devouring its spider host. What the F? I know. I know. So, basically, like, the wasp completely hijacks the spider's behavior and brain and makes it do something it would never do, like, leave its nest and start spinning its own little cocoons elsewhere. Um, Which, like, they don't even, they don't make cocoons. So the fact that there's like larva I of know. a wasp, it's like making it do something that it normally never does. Right. That's like, like that's so sad. It's like totally out of the realm of this species. Um, yeah, it's just so wild. And apparently, like wasp, Nicki Minaj, like that's what I sound like. I was just about to fucking say. Apparently, wasps manipulating like the behavior of spiders has happened before in in nature, but like never. On this level of complexity, which makes it obviously very scary. So I do feel bad for these um, zombie spiders because it sounds really scary, and and they just lose all control, similar to how you were uh, describing um, the zombie the, the ants. <laughs> Wait, me, not me forgetting immediately what you talked about. I, I wasn't about to interrupt you because I wanted to see how long it would take. <laughs> you were gonna let me sit here. For for 20 fucking minutes trying to remember what it was. No, I remember it. It took me a little sec, but I remembered. Oh my God. So, uh, yeah. Scary. That is, I feel really, I I feel bad for the ants and the spiders. TBH. I know, and like, um, and like, this wasp was so smart. Like, it, it, not only takes over the host, but it, like, pulls them to this, like, remote location, like, away from all of their friends and family, and, like, continues yeah. to do its job till they devour the spider completely. Oh, my gosh. Like, the poor and, things. And, uh, oh, my gosh. All right. We're well, stressed. <laughs> things are about to get a lot worse. Wait until you hear this one. <laughs> all right. What do you uh, got okay. for us? All right. So, this is actually a little bit more, like, closely related to like the our archetype of like what a zombie actually is in you know in in modern times like we always think it's some if it's something or i guess a person that dies and then is reanimated they come back to life so while this isn't necessarily the case in 
humans as of now, um, there is a specific organism that has been revived after being dead for, I don't know, 30,000 years. Um, and that organism is a virus. So in, in 2014, French researchers discovered a virus that was lying dormant in Siberian permafrost, and it was about 30,000 years old. So they called it the Pythovirus Sibiricum. But they were shocked to discover that after the virus thawed, it came back to life and was then also infectious. So this type of virus is, is uh, called a giant virus, and that is because, um, I mean, they're still very tiny, but they are they're easily visible under a microscope. And there's something that makes this specific giant virus stand apart. And that is because its DNA contains a large number of genes, and that number is around 500 to be precise. And just to put this into perspective, um, DNA viruses such as like HIV has only 12 genes, but this virus has over 500 genes. Oh. And yeah, so this is literally like a giant virus that has been frozen and dormant for 30,000 years in fro in ice and now it, you know 30,000 years later it is now active and infectious again living on our planet <laughs> as we speak but uh fortunately this virus only affects um or only can infect am amoebas which are unicellular organisms but the the researchers that discover this virus are are worried that there are similar viruses buried beneath permafrost and in ice and as uh global warming and climate change continues to progress um these viruses could then reach the surface and maybe just maybe one of them is going to be able to infect humans My and not God. just little unicellular organisms. Yeah, no, I'm shook by this. And yeah. as you were talking about it, I literally thought of global warming. I'm like, oh my God, at the, at the rapid pace, these, um, what are they called? Like the glaciers, glaciers and ice caps and everything. Yeah, glaciers yeah. are melting. Um, we can start to see all kinds of things coming out of the ice. Yeah, and the things that aren't visible to the, to the naked eye are usually the most dangerous, oh which God. is, like, terrifying to think of. And it, it kind of reminds me, Ari, of that movie that we watched. Um, oh, my gosh, I cannot remember the name of it. But they found that, like, that unicellular organism in space... And then it was, like, frozen or something. And then the, and Ryan Reynolds is in it. And then, like, they, like, oh, the brought it back with, to with life. Them, the one with, um, what's his name? Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes, but what was the what was the little alien's name? Calvin. Oh, C Calvin, yes. <laughs> you, know yes. We, you know we refer to Calvin in this apartment you, constantly. Do you really? <laughs> <laughs> I think it For, was just, wait, Jeff, I think the movie was just called Life. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. It's called Life. And they find a, they're, like, um, on an expedition or something in space to find life on Mars, and they find this, like, frozen—no, not frozen. They find this, like, dormant little unicellular organism, and then under the perfect conditions, they bring it back to life, and then it, it slowly, like, grows—not mm -hmm. slowly, it rapidly grows— and becomes this, like, dangerous creature, so... Oh, my God. It also reminds me of another sci-fi film that I, I saw recently um, with, uh, what is his name, from um, Parks and Rec and... and uh, Chris Pratt? Yeah, Chris Pratt. And, like, everything yeah. else. I freaking love Chris Pratt. You need to see this <laughs> movie, Jeff. It was so freaking good, but it's essentially about, like, an alien species that, like, invade uh, this 
planet um, that have been lying dormant for... Guardians of the Galaxy or no? No. <laughs> Imagine me describing Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know the name of it. I don't know the name of this, like, franchise um, and this, like, really fun movie. No. It's not Guardians of the Galaxy, but yes, it is about aliens that have been lying dormant on planet Earth for literally, like, millions of years. Okay, because, th- like, this... As time goes on, these things are going to be exposed, and, like, we are... We're at risk for, like, another extinction. I'm fucking terrified. <laughs> Me too. And... It's, like, so... Like, it really puts things in perspective. Like, some days where you're just so stressed with work or, like, things going on in your life, you're like, wait a second... The glaciers are melting. Uh, everything's terrible. Like <laughs> it just—it's like, what are we doing this for? Right. Like the the world is going to like implode at any moment. But like, and it's it's like scary that these are all warning sign signs. You know, like like zombie ants, zombie spiders, zombie viruses, and stuff. Like these are all sure they they can't affect humans right now but we learned with like the, the coronavirus that what happens when it jumps from a small little ant to a human and then now all of a sudden we're in another pandemic mm-hmm. like you know f- surrounded by these mindless zombies like who know, who know like it's a possibility it's no longer just a fictional horror you know archetype it's now something that could actually happen it's true oh my gosh you know Everyone listening, Jeff and I will worry about these things enough for you to not have to. (laughs) (laughs) These are the things that keep us up at night, you guys. (laughs) Literally. We're like, wait, so if that phytoplasm or whatever invaded that species, what's stopping it from invading, say, humans? I know. <laughs> Literally, like, thinking we're scientists. I know. Oh, my gosh. I can't. We're just going to become, like, epidemiologists. Yeah, we're going to, like, see an ant and, like, run for the hills. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's wild, Jeff. Moral of the story, what you said is wild. Yeah, I mean, this has been, like, pretty eye-opening, I would say. And also, we both sound like crazy people. No, we really do. (laughs) Like, I promise you, we're not, like, conspiracy theorists or anything. Like, this stuff has actually happened. And there's no harm in, like, preparing yourself mentally. For sure, yeah. And I think, and you know, it it brings a lot of the issues that we're dealing with to to light. You know, like, like global warming, it's also exposing all these viruses, you guys. You guys, it's true. <laughs> you guys. Oh, okay, well, I have another one. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> On that note, uh, let's talk about zombie plants. And not the um, infamous game that I was obsessed with and so good at called Plants vs. Zombies. Um, I, I, you know, I've never played that game before. I don't know how you never played that game. I know. I, I'm going to download it if it still exists. No, it definitely still exists because my little brothers were playing it, like, not too long ago, maybe, like, a year or two ago. Um, and I was like, okay, wait, hand it over because your big sis was so good at this game. <laughs> um, it is really, really fun. And just, yeah, it's it's awesome. Anyway, I'm going to talk about zombie plants, though. So, 
Buckle up. <clears throat> Buckle up, baby. <laughs> um, no, so basically, <laughs> in 2014, um, researchers uh, from the UK found that a certain bacteria known as um, cytoplasm turned plants into quote-unquote zombies. Um, Wait, no, that's not right. <laughs> cyto, phyto. No, it, it looks, it's like phytoplasma. What did I say? Plasm. Cytoplasm? Cytoplasm is like, isn't that a part of a cell? Wait. <laughs> oh, it's cytoplasma. I don't know. Not me, like, kind of remembering, like, biology. <laughs> but using the wrong word. Okay, I got it. I'm starting over. Okay. <laughs> cytoplasma. Not no, to be fi- confused phyto. with. Phyto. Phytoplasma, yes. How do you yes. spell cytoplasm? C C Y C Y T O plasma. Yeah. No, like I swear I know how to read and write. <laughs> I mean, I literally don't. So, <laughs> phytoplasma. Okay, got it. All right, you editing this on on the fly. I'm obsessed. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Thank you. I need things spelled phonetically, honestly. Um, <clears throat> okay. So in 2014, researchers from the UK found that a certain bacteria known as a phytoplasma turn some plants into quote-unquote zombies. So that bacteria, which insects distribute, um, infect plants, giving them what's referred to as aster yellows. It's like kind of a weird name, I know. Um, That is. The infection, aster yellows, causes plants to have, like, stunted growth and then produce these malformed little leaves instead of their, like, usual pretty blooms. I feel like all of my plants in my apartment have have this. this. (laughs) Have phytoplasma? (laughs) They're not looking well. (laughs) Honestly, mine probably does. I'm the worst plant ant. Um, Okay. So these leaf-like growths, instead of their blooms, attract more insects, Mm. which allows the bacteria to travel widely and infect other plants. And although this, like, does not cause the plant to die, technically, researchers are, like, obsessed with how phytoplasma can bend its host's will to make it grow elements that require it to spread and thrive. Similar to, like, everything that we've been talking about, where it, like, just totally takes over the host and, like, has it transform itself into a way to distribute this bacteria that can just go ahead and kill a million other things. Um, But... Why? This is like, I mean, this is almost even worse because it doesn't kill the host. It like, it completely just transforms it, but it still lives. So it can just continue spreading this, this bacteria. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, right? Yeah. And so basically like the insects fly over, they grab, they pick up this uh, bacteria, um, these uh, phytoplasmas, and they just bop around to other plants, drop it off, and then, like, destroy the life cycle of those other plants. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, really, these plants do become, like, the living dead, like you said, because they're they're not killed. They just, like, their entire purpose changes, and it's just to transmit this bacteria, um, which is terrifying. (laughs) So there you go. That is, wow. My God. It's like, it's... Like the insects are doing what their their job is, you know, cross pollinating. But now they're dropping off these like deadly bacterias, right? Bacteria, like I, right? Like <laughs> I wonder if the like insects know that they're an accomplice. 
<laughs> no, they don't know anything. They don't know. Like, it's not they're, they're probably also zombies. <laughs> Honestly, like, think of the type of, uh, like, insect that can transmit a bacteria. Like, it's not all of them. Of course, it will kill some of the insects. Right. I mean, yeah, for sure. So, um, interesting stuff. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so literally, like, every living thing could be a host to a zombie pathogen. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, including, now, this is the last one that we're going to talk about, including humans. Um, so, in the 1990s, a doctor and a professor go to Haiti. It sounds like I'm setting up a joke. (laughs) (laughs) So, a doctor, a professor, and a lawyer walk into a bar. In Haiti. Haiti. (laughs) Yeah. Walk into a Haitian bar. (laughs) Um, but this punchline isn't very funny because this is actually kind of scary. <laughs> so they were sent to investigate um, whether Haitian zombies were a real possibility. Because I guess there were some reports of like zombie appearances <laughs> in yeah. or, like, cases of zombies in Haiti. Um, I think that's where like the whole concept of like zombie human zombies originated, like forever yeah. ago. Yes, and like, and you know, that, that it kind of just picked up from there um, and became like a worldwide sensation. <laughs> um, so they were, yeah, they were sent to Haiti to analyze the cases of three individuals from from Haiti. <laughs> Can I say Haiti any more times? <laughs> um, whose communities had identified as zombies. So we're just gonna talk about that <laughs> for yes. a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, here we go. Honestly, like, I need to be fired from this podcast. No, no, stop it. First of all, I do the same thing, so you would never be fired. And what you're doing, you sound great. Thank you. But also, I turned off my AC and the window shut and my door shut, so I'm literally cooking alive in this bedroom. I have a candle in front of me, sweating so much. Okay, Ari, take it away. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, I'll make this quick. Okay. So... Um, the first case was a 30-year-old woman who had allegedly quickly died after getting sick. Her family recognized her then walking around as a zombie three years after she died. Shit. Okay. That's, oh, that's crazy. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, if I saw yeah. someone that I thought had passed away walking around years later, I'd be like, um... I need more information about this person. I know. Because, so, like, after, like, she was just, you know non or no one has seen her for three years or like they buried her and then like three years later like they saw her walking walking around you know like that's that's what I need to know I know we need we um, need all the details on these cases but we do not have the time nor does anyone else want to listen to you and I dive into each case which we will do after Jeff y- yes we will we'll talk after <laughs> off, off the record off, off the record the, okay. we'll offline about this <laughs> ew yeah. I hate myself <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so another case was of a young man who had died, quote-unquote died, at the age of 18, and then re-emerged after another 18 years at a cockfight. So he, like, suddenly reappeared 18 years later. 18 years later. Like, okay, do zombies exist, or, like, does he have a twin that no one knew about? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> Also at a cockfight, too. Like, if he was a zombie, why would he, like, show up? <laughs> Watching, like, chickens fight each other. This is not us doubting, like, the Haitian community, because honestly, do I think that zombies can exist? Uh, uh, Yeah, probably. 
I mean, this is this is proof right here. This is proof. Okay, so the final case that they investigated um, concerned another woman who had also, quote-unquote, died at 18, but was spotted again as a zombie 13 years after she died. Like, what the actual fuck, Ari? I These don't are, know. This, this is so bizarre. I don't know. Um, okay. All right, so the doctor and the professor who went to Haiti examined the three zombies and found that they had not been victims of an evil spell. So, like, a lot of people thought that um, people that were in, like, a zombie-like state were a victim of, like, a voodoo ritual or, like, Mm. some kind, like, you know, someone cast a spell on them or something. So, instead, medical reasons could actually be an explanation for their zombification. Uh, So, the first zombie that Ari mentioned had a had had catatonic schizophrenia, which is a rare condition that makes a person act as if they are walking in a state of near unconsciousness. Ooh. Ooh, that's Um. scary. (laughs) Um, Well, okay, so the second person, um, who was the young man that was seen at a cockfight 18 years later, um, had apparently experienced brain damage and also had epilepsy. Um, And so I guess... I guess maybe he disappeared for a little bit, um, and then they saw him again later on. Um, yeah, maybe, like, these people, yeah, like you said, like, they disappeared, and they just, like, assumed because of their condition that they were in that they died. Yeah. And then, but meanwhile, they were kind of just, like, walking around aimlessly. Yeah, right, or just doing other decades. stuff for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. And the, the final case about the woman who was seen 13 years after dying um, apparently just had a learning disability. Not just. Not, I'm not m- minimizing learning disabilities. Uh, but, right. but, yeah, that, that's what they had um, uncovered about all three. So there was a medical explanation for these three quote-unquote zombies that maybe just that community in particular was, like, unaware of or didn't have the means to, um, to like, I guess, describe you re- or like or research, or research these you yeah. know medical yeah discoveries or 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 maybe they were just like just due to their culture they were very quick to believe you know something else was i don't know affecting them yeah so there's actually another there's actually a rare disorder called cotard syndrome that act, that could cause people to act like zombies and that's because they are under the delusion that they are zombies or that they're dead or decomposing um, so there was a report of a, of a 53-year-old woman who was, quote-unquote, complaining she was dead, smelled like rotting flesh, and wanted to be, to be taken to a morgue so that she could be with dead people. Okay, that is—that's that's wild. And It's also—sorry, um, I already interrupted. It's also known as walking corpse sy- syndrome. Wow. Wow. That is so scary. I mean, yeah, I like I cannot imagine what that must feel like. Just feeling like your your body's just decomposing. Yeah, absolutely. Like I wasn't even thinking about knowing someone who suffers from this. Like imagine it happening to you. I would just Yeah. And like willingly wanting to go to a morgue because you're like, I'm actually dying. Like these are my people. Yeah. My God. Okay. Uh. All right, well, I actually have another example of uh, Cotard syndrome. So a 65-year-old man who had developed a belief that his organs, including his brain, had stopped working and that even the house he lived in was slowly but steadily falling apart. Oh, my gosh. I know. Imagine. 
And at some point, that man attempted to take his own life, um, which, like, I, I couldn't even, even comprehend, like, what this poor man was going through. Um, but researchers said that his suicide note revealed that he wanted to kill himself because he feared spreading a deadly infection to the villagers around him. My gosh. So, so like, he literally thought yeah. he, like, he in his own person was falling apart, but also his surroundings, yeah. which is, like, And that wow, he, would give, like the- he would give that to, to everyone around him, which is just... So scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's one thing to be like suffering from it, but to also think that you could be spreading it to other people. That's, it's really sad. I know. I know. My God. That actually, sorry, sorry that ended kind of on the, on a dark note. I know. I know. I mean, it really does go back to what we said earlier about like, you know, a lot of different types of bacteria and viruses, like taking over a living being and like really becoming a kind of zombie in some in some way like I imagine even people who Jeff and I were talking about this before we started recording but like people who suffer from a a load of of like known um diseases and just uh disorders probably feeling like a zombie in some sense because maybe their brain is like intact but they're like physical body it doesn't allow them to do the things that their brain wants them to do so they're like confined and it's just really sad to think about and and the scariest part for me i think is that loss of control Mm -hmm. you know like just losing control of your over your body and your your judgment and your decisions and just like your 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 personality, everything that makes you you, just, like, losing control of that. And that's, like, that's one of my biggest fears. Same. And, you know, losing your memory, like, all of that. And I think that's what makes it very real when you think of it that way. It's true, Jeff. And, like, yeah, I mean, it goes hand-in-hand hand with, like, aging. And it's obviously not to say that that, of course, happens to everyone. But in some capacity, you do start to lose... Um, control right because you're the older you get like you you know you do start to like I don't want to use the word deteriorate because it sounds like really like matter of fact but it, it's kind of true I mean it's yeah it is, it is a, a fact it is it's just like it's just yeah. like not a nice thing to think about but I but know yeah, I know I like totally have a fear of that and I'm like oh my god um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so, yeah. Um, how about we wrap it up with something fun, Jeff? Yes. All right, so, Ari, I, I know, I'm surprised that you didn't do any research um, on this topic at all, but I did a quick, like, astrology, Stop. like, zombie apocalypse, like, Google search, because I wanted to see how each uh, zodiac sign would handle a zombie apocalypse. So Jeff, I cannot <laughs> take this. No, I'm not even kidding. I had the thought to do this, and I was like, there's no way this exists. Um, this, I found an article. So I, I encourage everyone to go Google, like, zodiac zombie apocalypse article or whatever and, and find your sign and see how exactly you would react during a zombie apocalypse. Okay, so Eric, I'll say myself, my, um, I'll explain my, uh, my own sign first, and then I'll get to yours in a second. Okay. So I'm a Pisces. So a Pisces role in a zombie apocalypse would be to question everything and embark on a spiritual journey, <laughs> which, like, kind of sounds 
like pretty accurate to me. I mean, yeah, I'd say that tracks. That's amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so for you, Ari, a Sagittarius, uh, your role would be to keep people's spirits up when everything seems bleak. <laughs> Which I thought was really sweet and super accurate because that's I. You already do that, so... <laughs> Thank you. You know, yeah, I don't think that things would change if there were a zombie apocalypse, because everything's just obviously so terrible. I would I would try my very best to be the um, comedic relief. <laughs> or, just, or just be the cheerleader. Yeah, so if there is a zombie apocalypse, come hang with us. We got you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I'll, try, I'll, I'll make you feel better, and if not, Jeff is there, like, just convincing you that it's it's fine. Whatever's meant to be will be, and that if you do become yes. a zombie, it's not going to be what you think. It might be really great. It might be, because if everyone's a zombie and, like, you're the only human, like, you might want to also just be a zombie, oh, you at know? at that point, if I was the last human in a zombie apocalypse, I'd be like, obviously take me. You can't you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we'll just live like a fun little zombie life. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, again, sorry that 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 ep- this episode got really dark. <laughs> it did, but you know what? It was it was a fun um, change for us to like really focus on like the more like sciency um, investigative pieces, and I just think that it's both cool and terrifying that uh, real life zombies exist yeah next time you watch a zombie movie like maybe you'll think to yourself like hey we learned from obsessed that this could actually happen exactly exactly (laughs) and that's our goal (laughs) yes educating everyone (laughs) and terrifying everyone but um okay anyway so that's it (laughs) we love you all Thank you for listening. And we'll be back next week for another spooky episode all throughout October. Yay. Okay, bye. (laughs) Okay, bye.